day and welcome to the first episode of the third half here. Uh, I'm Honor Nola and I'm Tim Hastings and we're going to hopefully bring you a little bit of a report coming out of Prewood Rugby. We're going to talk rugby and probably not a lot else constructive. Hopefully you're going to get something out of this though. Yeah, on a year like Centenary Year, there's usually something for everyone and uh, that weekend, this year's Easter weekend, Tim, that's going to be a huge one. Yeah, it's real, I'm really looking forward to it. There's going to be quite a bit involved down the club. Uh, we're going to start out with an open training session on the Thursday night. Um, everyone's welcome to come down and watch the uh, the Premier side, the Div 1 side uh, train, see the processes and the patterns that the boys are going through. Uh, Friday night, we're going to have a big, big old session down the club there. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to have auctions of jerseys. We're going to hear from players throughout different different eras that have played for Prewarden. And the, the main event is Saturday night. We're having a uh, big old formal dinner. Uh, we're going to have quite a quite a big session in there, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a weekend, mate. Uh, on that Saturday, some of those games, there's some big grudge matches on. There's some there's some big games. There's some big games, and I think we're very lucky to have, uh, well, primarily the, the main event is, is Div 1 playing Lincoln, who's our, who's our main rivals. We've had a bit of a wood over them in the last few years, but uh, it's, always a, it's always a great game against Lincoln. Yeah, and don't write them off, mate. They're going to come out firing. That will be a hell of a doozy. And the two's playing... An old foe in Waihora, and uh, oh, Waihora, and we all know we love to hate Waihora. We love to hate Waihora. Just on that, congratulations to Waihora taking out the Christchurch Sports Club of the Year uh, earlier on in the week um, at the Sports Awards. They um, they are a good club. We'll give them that. But yeah, we do love to hate them. I think everyone loves to hate them. Uh, Centenary. If you haven't got your tickets yet, when? Is the last day. I understand that it is the 5th of April, so time is running out, um, especially for that formal dinner. Um, you know, it's capped with, I think, 400, 400 tickets is the maximum that we can fit into the marquee. It's going to be a hell of a do. Yep, so you've only got a few days, depending on when you listen to this. Um, and on Sunday, we're going to have quite a few of the junior games. There's uh, under sixes through under 14 and a halfs playing uh, a few different games there. And then we're going to knock it off on Sunday afternoon with the... Golden Ladies will put together a, a girls team um, showing a bit of diversity there. They're playing an invitational side and followed by, well, I say the Div 1 game is the main event, but we all know that the Blue Bullets is the main event and we're going to knock it off with that on Sunday afternoon. They're going to have a, uh, have a game against an invitational side as well. Speaking of uh, premier players such as the Golden Oldies, few players who will find themselves playing a few years of Golden Oldies in our premier side at the moment, batting well above their average and there's no one better to start with than our very own Eddie. Yeah, Eddie, uh, unfortunately for the Div 1s, we're not going to have Eddie's services for the next week or so. He's uh, actually training with Tonga at the moment. He's going to Hong Kong to play sevens over there, and I'm so happy to see how he's going. He's going great, guns, isn't he? Yeah, he is going great, and it's great to see Eddie in that Tongan setup and giving the boys some kit. There was actually a little bit of conversation the other day about the uh, Tongan World Cup side um, later on in the year, and Eddie made some very quiet rumours, uh, quiet murmurs about potentially having a, not, having a run at that, and I'd be so happy to see him there. That would be great uh, for everyone involved, especially Eddie and his family. But think about this. Eddie goes to the World Cup. How much kit would he bring home? Great amount of kit, and that's what we're all here for, is to get a bit of uh, get a bit of Tongan gear. Yeah. If you can't make the team, at least look like you did. At least look like you did, and that's, not, that's certainly not fake it till you make it type setup. Exactly. Someone else is going to have some kit on him will be Tim Murgatroyd, playing a bit of Canterbury B last year and find himself having a look in that set up for the Canterbury ITM Cup side. 
Yeah, I'll be I'll be happy to see him running out at, uh, at well Crossfield Stadium now. We're in a bit of red and black. He's certainly got the goods. He went really well yesterday. Yeah, I uh, wasn't there to see it, but I don't doubt it because he's a class player and a class man, and he's everything about him is class. He, he oozes class. Tim Murgatroyd does. Um, aside from, I tell you what happened yesterday. Tim did score three tries. He should have got a fourth. It was actually over the line, dropped the ball cold uh, yeah. in the end goal. Yeah, that's a real Tim Murgatroyd play, and uh, you probably see himself in Div 2s for a few weeks after that. Yeah, probably deserves it. Yeah, probably deserves but... it once to go, go back and work on his handling. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, a couple of players actually returning, and these guys batted well above their average. Uh, Michael Gardner. Yeah, he got a few caps for a minute or two uh, earlier on in the early on in his playing career. Uh, obviously, he played... Uh, New Zealand secondary schools. He told me that early on, actually, when I met him. That was one of the first things he told me. He makes absolutely sure that everyone knows that he did. He, he sure got injured yesterday. He pulled his, uh, I don't know, it was a combination of a hamstring and a bum muscle. He's had a bit of, bit of a problem with his, with his buttock, his, the, the, glute, the old gluteus maximus. Um, but, you know, he's, he's played some good rugby. He played quite a bit of good rugby overseas uh, in, um, in London. And the other one is Cameron Hay. Cameron Hay looks class in that back line. Uh, teaming up again with Tim Murgatroyd, who we just touched on before. and um, He's actually a big rig. He actually is. I actually had a chance to see him with his top off. And, uh, yeah, look, I, um, I'll i appreciate quality when I see it. And, yeah, he's got a rig. Yeah, he does. And some big some big trunks on him. And another guy that's uh, certainly been working on his uh, tree trunks as well is uh, Denver. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's been in the club for a little while, but he's back over in America. He's playing, um, playing having, having a crack at that pro league in America. And we're going to bring him in and have a conversation with Denver shortly. Yeah, this interview with Denver is brought to you by Joe Redwood Fencing. Joe Redwood's been a fencer for a very long time, and he's very good at it. He's based out in the uh, Oxford region, and he's happy to travel anywhere around the Canterbury region to do your fencing or your fencing services. Uh, for everything you need, call Joe Redwood, 027-427-8180. And if you mention this podcast, you'll get a 0% discount on your fencing services. Denver, how are you, mate? Going good. Going good. You know, just got back from a like, nice uh, long night at work, having a, having a couple cold Bud Lights, and, you know, happy happy to be here. Just doing what you're doing. Doing what we're doing. You know, how are you guys? We're good, thanks, mate. We're, we're ticking away nicely here in the, the land of uh, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. The land mm-hmm. of the long white cloud. It's going good. The long white cloud. Yeah. Beauty of a place. How's, um, how's tricks, man? It's been a wee while, wee while since we caught up with you. You've been over there for a little while now. Yeah, no, it's all good, you know. Uh, weather's starting to get nice out here, so I'm enjoying that. It's been cold as fuck, so, um, you know, enjoying that. Footy's going good. We're on the up and up right now. We're 4-3-1. and one. We just climbed into third place. That's true. Uh, got, yeah, yeah, got the uh, got the starting spot at uh, Loosehead right now, so I'm pretty happy with that. And, yeah, so we're on the up and up. No, uh, no dramas about hitting six at the moment? No, no dramas with that. They uh, they were totally cool with it. So uh, yeah, all good. <laughs> good. Hey, um, see you at the man of the match performance the other day, Horn. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Nicely done. Uh, talk talk me through the game. Um, to be honest, I don't really remember much of the game. As many of the games that I play, I just kind of black out out there and really hope for the best. But uh, it was a nice sunny day on the park down in Denver, uh, Denver, Colorado, and you know. Had had a couple of good shots on defense. Put in a good put in a good set on offense. You know, it was really attacking that scrum piece, and uh, you know, just just had a real real good day all around out there. 
Managed to um, actually see a couple of highlights of uh, your footy earlier on, I think. I don't think it was that game. I certainly hope it wasn't because um, I'm pretty sure I remember you taking a three-on-one straight into contact um, about five metres out from the line. Can you talk us through the uh, thought process there? Yeah, now that one was dusty, and that may have been that game as well. That was <laughs> that was very poor on my part, very poor. Uh, took off on about you know a 50-metre run, as you do. Someone put me in the gap. Down the sideline we go. Uh, it's literally the thing that we work on every single practice <laughs> and that we've been working on since before before this, before this 2019. We were doing this in 2018, working three-on-ones. I go down and have a classic just front-row freeze-up, thinking that I'm just going to – I don't know what I was thinking. I, they, I literally heard them talking to me on both sides. Yeah, yeah, we're here, we're here, we're here. And literally all I had to do was a little pop pass. Now front-rower just tucks it tries to truck this guy and you know good on him he took me down and he almost stole the ball from me in that in that moment i kind of panicked a little bit because i was like wow i'm about to i'm about to really mess this up (laughs) so talk me through this you you get man of the match yeah and then you get player of the week yeah and in the whole out of the whole comp yeah yeah that the the player of the week thing kind of was a surprise i didn't really know that that was uh a thing or even see that i just kind of found that online and you know humble really, uh, are we really trophy or we'll take it you know are we trophy are we award for that or something like that uh just a you know just a pat on the back from the uh from the internet really from yeah. the facebook worlds that's about it but i guess they can't they can't really be giving away prizes for people who screw up a three-on-one can they Right, yeah, it was it was pretty bad on my part. You know, that was I'm still I'm still in the gutter on that one. That was just that was no good. You know, I probably would have got the call up if I would have just got the pass off. But here we are, stuck in uh, PRP because I uh, can't execute a simple three on one. You know, it gives us something to talk about though, doesn't it? Do they run a like uh, a do they run a duck of the day type setup over there? Do you reckon you could have gone the uh, trifecta? Oh man, trifecta! I probably could have. We do we do run the dick of the day, man of the match uh, stuff at the post post match social, you know. But um, I don't I don't think I I didn't get the trifecta. But that might be something that I should work towards because you put that in the books, I might as well hang up the boots and call it a day when you get the trifecta. It's the one. It's the one. It's something mm-hmm. to aim for anyway. Mm-hmm. Talk us through uh, how the Raptors are going. So they're the uh, team above you, mate. You're having a crack there, trying to get into them. How's things tracking with that? Yeah, uh, you know they're they're doing pretty good. They're they're off to a rough start, but I think they're kind of making making their way back. And um, I had a rough go with them in the beginning, but you know I'm trying to still put in my work with this PRP team, the team right below them, and get my call up someday. So uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's it's you know it's it's pretty good level of play that they got going out there and they're all they're all doing good and it's a fully professional atmosphere which is pretty cool to be a part of yeah. the uh with everything that we got but yeah just still trying to you know put in my put in my time and maybe another man of the match or two and player of the week and you know we might we might be slipping on in there yeah can they turn you down yeah exactly maybe uh not ballsing up three on ones would be a good start <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a good start. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a, that'd be a real good start. Actually, that's like the simple stuff. That you, just, you got it down. The bread and butter. So you haven't had any more comms lately with those coaches? They haven't given you any work ons or anything like that. Um, I mean, there was a couple that like right after that happened. Uh, they were they were asking questions about you know well, you know telling me not 
that up anymore. But, uh, you know, no, I, I, I see them here and there, talk to them a little bit, and just, you know, they're kind of kind of ambiguous sometimes with what, they, with what they say, you know, just, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. So you're on Even the right, uh... Doing what you're doing is kind of just like, well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing good, but like, you know, so, so it's, it's, it is what it is sometimes, you know, you just got to keep on working. Yeah, that's it. It's a, and and just just quickly, obviously, you mentioned it as a as a professional sort of environment. The the Raptors there. What what is it like? Like we don't see a lot of that from uh, from this side of the world. But diff- obviously, a bit different to you know, di- bit different to the rugby here. The setup behind the scenes and all that sort of thing. Like talk us through that. Yeah, well, so the Raptors are Glendale is like a small little town inside of Denver. So it's like a it's like its own little spot. So the the, the whole team is funded from the city. And the mayor of the city, Glendale, he is somehow connected. The way that they started Glendale was with uh, money from a strip club that they have there called Shopping Willie's <laughs> and a dispensary now that his wife owns. So they've got they've got a little bit of money flowing. Some might call it dirty money. I don't know. You know, that's up to that's up to you know that in the eye of the beholder, or whatever. Yeah, money's money. It. But uh, so it's funded by the city, and they've got a bit of money behind it so it's it's full-on you know it's like they call it rugby town usa and it's got one of the only rugby specific stadiums in the country and um so they're, they're full-on you know they, they do morning trainings lifts uh trainings in the morning trainings in the afternoon video sessions you know all of that stuff they got food catered in for them they've got a gym right there they've got the locker rooms hot tubs cold tubs you know trainers all all that fun stuff so it's uh it's full on um for the boys that are doing it it's it's just uh you know it's still rugby in the u.s so some boys are full-time or part-time you know like there's guys who have been you know they're already in there they're already a little bit older and established in their career so they're not really just going to give up whatever career they got with yeah. their family and stuff to to go make you know 12 15 dollars an hour playing footy as much, as appealing as that sounds, you know, some boys, you know, can't really just give it up like that. So they got full time stuff, part time stuff, but yeah, it's it's pretty full on with all the uh, with everything they got on board for it. So it's it's pretty cool, pretty cool to see. So obviously, not having a lot of word from the Raptors, uh, there are a lot of rumors floating about when the transfer window opens, you might get a half season contract from the Penguins. What's your thoughts mm. around that? Mm. Yep. Yep, you know, uh, our season here pretty much ends about the end of May, and that'll be about, you know, mid-season for the Penguins. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting to hear from uh, from my people, waiting to hear from, from the Penguins people, and, uh, you know, we'll, 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 see how, uh, we'll see how that goes. Bloody good stuff, mate. It would be good to see you back at the Penguins, actually, where it all, where it all began, you could say. Where it all where it all began, really, and you know, centenary year. It's a big year for the boys, big year for everybody, really. And uh, we're off to a beauty of a start with a big win this weekend. So, you know, I'm uh, I'd be happy to get around it. Long may continue. Yes, exactly. So yeah, 2019. You know, we might be making some big moves. You know, let's see Down what happens. Here. Huh? Let's see what happens, eh? Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know, I can neither confirm nor deny, but uh, but uh, sources are telling me it's looking good. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to take out of that. Yeah, that's ambiguous. You could be a coach yeah, of the yeah. Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Nah, it's all good stuff. Oh, great to talk hey, to you now, as always, Denver. I, I, I got a question for you, boys. Oh, I yeah. saw something today saying that Dwayne The Rock Johnson and uh, what's his name, Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. Manoa, Momoa. Yeah, Aquaman. They're going to be signing with the All Blacks. Is it? Can you guys confirm that for me? I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I know that you guys got people feet on the ground down there. Yeah, Can you um, confirm that. Yeah, it was April April first when that was named <laughs> here. Is that an April first kind of uh, thing that yeah. I'm seeing? Or? Yeah, yeah, it was, mate. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's what I thought, you know. But uh, wow, we I just didn't know. I'm pretty sure Jason Momoa already plays. Um, I'm pretty sure he plays center for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ah, yeah, yes. you're probably right. He's on contract. Right. He's on contract there, and um, yeah, that's better. That's better. I've got on that front. Yeah, can't give that up. Yeah. I mean, you Big know, time. how good you? Big time. Oh, mate, right. great talking to you. Yay. Pleasure talking to you boys, you know. Always always good to hear some familiar voices, you know. And we'll, uh, we'll be sure to have you on the show again, mate. Hey, I appreciate it, boys. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Good on you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, mate. All right, fellas. Thanks Cheers. for your time. <laughs> yeah, always great to hear from Denver. He's, uh, he's a class act, uh, good footballer, great guy, and hopefully we'll see him back wearing blue sometime soon. Uh, for that pretty Div 1 setup. Speaking of Div 1s, we went down for, went for a trip on um, down to Ashburton, uh, down to the land of milk and honey down there, and it was, uh, it was a tough old game. Celtic, um, yeah, they really brought it to us. It was, uh, it was, it was a pretty, pretty physical battle, tough up front. We went, at, went, went into the halftime break at 24-all, and I think, I think our fitness, and well, it was a combination of fitness, and, and we, we actually had the wind in our back in the second half. We actually ran away eventually. It was... Uh, it was 51-24 uh, was the final score. We had three tries from Tim Murgatroyd. I think Ferg uh, got a couple as well. Um, but no, it was, it was great to see a, a tremendous start to the season. Uh, centenary, it's a massive year. Um, and uh, Tim, I actually hear there was a special guest down there in the management side with the Premier Rugby team. Yeah, so Jared, uh, Jared, Coach Jared's been away. He's in, in LA uh, for a 40th, a long way to travel for a 40th. But hey, wow. interesting flex, but that's all right. Uh, he was substituted out this week for a small name on the international rugby circuit, Brendan Laney, Chainsaw Laney. Um, I remember him from his days as a uh, fullback for the Highlanders, uh, for Otago, and for Scotland. He's uh, running a slightly different rig at the moment. He's um, he's a big rig, but yeah, no, it was good to see him. He really enjoyed himself out there uh, coaching, getting around the prevalent setup. Tell you what, he's down there on Thursday night, uh, obviously, you know, watching what he's about to look after on the Saturday. And I'm saying to some of these young guys, that's Brendan Laney, and I'm getting a blank look on my face. They have no idea. A couple of the boys said to me, who is this guy? And I had to swiftly remind them that he's actually got a reasonably long CV when it comes to the oval ball. There was a lot of, uh, yeah, who is this guy said he is an Otago Hollanders legend. And a lot of the boys asking, tight head or loot head? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think it's been a very long offseason since Buff stopped playing. And he's had a pretty long association with our president Jeremy Nola out of uh, out of Tamuka, not Tamaru. And um, and yeah, now it's good to see him around the around the traps. Jeremy actually claims uh, that he's the reason Brendan Laney plays for Tamuka, because one day Brendan Laney walked over and said, "Is this where Tamuka train?" And Jeremy said yes, and because of that, Jeremy thinks he's responsible for Tamuka's favourite son. So would it be fair to say that Jeremy is the product, is is the cause of Brendan Laney playing international football? Yeah, well that. That is basically what I'm saying. And I think that's what he'll say as well. Um, might actually even ask the man himself. Let's bring him in. Dad, you coming here? Jeremy, true or false, you're the reason that Tamuka's favourite son actually ended up at Tamuka. 
Uh, I am Tamuka's favourite son. If you're talking about Brendan Laney, he is Tamuka's second favourite son. Second favourite son. Yeah. So, Dinesh, you asked the question there, Jeremy. Are you the reason that he ended up there? Oh, I'm the reason. He went as far as he did. If you listened to me a bit more, he would have gone further. Not too much more that you can do rather than playing international rugby, Jeremy. Uh, why didn't you go further? Uh, I, I got more um, joy out of helping people and serious knee injury on the way to the All Black Trial. Yeah, thanks for your time, Jeremy. You're a busy man. Go and do something constructive for you. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Div 1 game. Um, let's talk about the Colts for a little bit. How'd they go yesterday? Yeah, I was uh, there running the water, actually. Um, I was there with uh, Jordan Cadman. We were mic'd up, and uh, I don't get to see my brother play very often, so I thought I'd uh, head down there and get mic'd up and run the water for the boys. And uh, They were up against a tough varsity Colts prems and uh, under-20 side. They were a bit of a mix there. They had plenty of numbers, um, and they were a well-drilled, well-drilled side. They... Uh, they were really well, and the boys fired early with an early Nick Forster try, and he scores plenty on that kid. He's rapid. I actually think you tried to mark him at a training once, Tim, and uh, didn't go so well. He's the fastest kid in the world. <laughs> he is the fastest kid in the world. He runs 100 meter level flat. That's um, fast. Yeah, it's rapid. He's so fast, he makes fast kids look not fast. <laughs> right you are. Thanks, mate. Um, and they really, really struggled in the first 20 minutes with a powerful varsity side. Uh, the second... 20 wasn't a whole lot better, and they were staring down. Triple figures being put on them, but they really rallied in that uh, in that last third, uh, winning it quite well, actually, only having one try put on them and scoring three, I think, uh, which is really good to see them. A lot of ticker and a lot of fight late. Uh, a couple of guys who won't have a bit of fight in them for a few weeks. A uh, bit of an injury ward. bit of an injury ward. They say, um, how old do you have to be to play Colts? Thanks, mate. Uh, female team this year at Preveden for Centenary Weekend, and I've uh, actually gone down a couple of trainings as Charlotte is playing, my partner, and uh, tell you what, it's not as bad as first thought. Yeah, no, I was actually um, talking to Whitney um, Parsons, uh, and she, Ferguson I suppose, she was saying that they're actually really enjoying the footy, she you know, it was one of those girls. Well, well they're actually doing this, running a structure where, where you, if you, read, I think, wear red shorts, you don't get tackled. It's more, more of like a sort of non-contact type setup. And Whitney was one of those girls that was started out saying, "No, nah, definitely wearing the red shorts. Definitely wearing the red shorts." Two or three training in, let's do it. I'm keen to go full contact. She's really enjoying herself. She actually said the problem with the training was that they didn't have enough space. There's too much rugby going on down there on a Thursday night. Didn't have enough space. Wanted to run. Wanted to wanted to stretch the legs and. Um, just loving the rugby environment out there. I think they're going to be moved along to the uh, training fields and the uh, kids' fields at the end of the oval there. Yeah, no, they. Um, that's good to see. And Prewitton, obviously we're running an under-16 girls' side as well. I think um, good to see that going around at Prewitton. But, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to watching a bit of girls' rugby. Actually had a chance to watch a little bit yesterday down at Celtic. Um, the Celtic girls got 90 points put on them by the varsity girls' side, um, which was, wow, well, yeah. It was there was some free open running rugby, more so from the Bastard girls than the Celtic girls. But now nah, good to see a bit of girls rugby um, diversity. It's definitely growing uh, the women's game, and it's good to see Preveden uh, taking that in its stride and really uh, developing these young ladies. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. As, as we said before, it's going to be great watching them playing and uh, centenary weekend. What do you reckon, Rick? Sorry, mate. I was uh, actually just watching the Chiefs game and. Uh, Damien McKenzie just kicked a penalty and tell you what that's points for me on the fantasy rugby 
Yeah, I've got him on my side as well. He's um he's pretty been pretty rich with point scoring, so it's usually a tough one. I find trying to decide whether David McKenzie or Andre Pollard is going to kick goals for me in the fantasy side. Yeah, I've taken um, David McKenzie this week as my kicker. Tell you who is a smart buy if you're looking for kickers. Hayden Parker, fantasy rugby bargain. Yeah, look, I th- gave it a wee bit of thought right at the beginning of the year about whether you know stack the outside full. David McKenzie just scored. Thanks, mate. Try time. Sorry, he's, he's a good footballer. He's a great footballer. Cross college boy. Um, yeah, no, I threw, threw out the idea of getting a few summals in there. Obviously, they're battlers in the competition, but they've still got, a, still got players that are going to get points. Uh, a lot of them are pretty cheap buys. Um, yeah, Hayden Parker would have been a pretty good investment. Yeah, I picked him up early on, and I have not been disappointed. Um, Hayden Parker's a class player, and I think it's he's only missed one kick in his last 70-odd, or nearly 70 kicks or something. He's missed one. Cross, that's pretty good. That's very good. So actually, just on the topic of kicking, uh, kicking goals, George Wigley went seven, eight? Eight from eight. Eight from eight yesterday. Great stuff. That's great. That's great stuff. Uh, Those are easy points off the tee as well. They are, and they all matter. Uh, while we're on fantasy rugby bargains, uh, Will Jordan. Yeah, you actually gave, I, I sort of half gave you a spray right at the beginning of the year when you picked him because I didn't think he was going to play a whole lot of rugby. But, gee, he's been so good for you. Mate, yeah, he was a cheap 96000 and it was the best 96000 I've ever spent. Um, mate, people say man or myth. He's a man. He's a man. Uh, for those of you who don't really know what we're talking about, we don't either, but um, we're talking about the rugby magazine. Um, runs a pretty good uh, fantasy rugby setup. You pick your side, pick your players, and you get um, sort of points for how well they go. Um, got a bit, of a bit of a leaderboard going on. Who's actually leading that? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it's pretty irrelevant at the end of the day. You know, I'll tell you who's actually winning. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, again, it's pretty irrelevant. It's just a bit of fun thing we do. Um, you know, no real winner or loser at the end of the day. Yeah, everything we do is about winning, and, yeah, I'm pretty happy to be winning. Uh, that's uh, rugbymagazine.com running a pretty good uh, fantasy setup. If you uh, sign up and use the promo code the third half, you'll find yourself with $6.5 million to spend on your team. Tell you what, the boy can kick eight from eight, but I've just had a message from the man, George Wigley himself, asking for any hangover cures. Tim, do you know any? Look, um, I've actually got a bit of a hangover myself. Had a few, uh, had a few brand parades last night after the game, um, after we got back, sponsored by Armadillas at the Bridge. Thank you for uh, feeding me. Thanks, mate. Fluids. Um, yeah, no, I don't have any hangover cures myself. Oh, that was a good ball. Don't have any hangover kills myself. Um, I'll actually have to hear from a few of the punters out there if you've got any hangover kills, if you could send them through to the third half at hotmail.com. Yeah, I'd definitely love to hear those as well. Uh, something new at the club that's going to be giving the boys a few headaches as well will be the Lime Reds. Uh, get it there. Stay true to the fit of it. Yeah, no, look, that's probably not something that I'm going to be... Uh going to be drinking too much. I'll stay um, stay true to the three stars. Not enough stars in the Lime Red bottle. No, that is true. Uh, you can't go past a typical three-star, but you've got to stay true to the fit, mate. It's a great beer. Yeah, no, I understand that. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that one. Um, but a big line red drinker back in your day, beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, a hell of a drop. A hell of a drop. It, it comes back from those Tamuka days. Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Tell you what, I'm just sitting here watching uh, the Chiefs play the Jaguars, and I'm thinking to myself... When are the Blues actually going to get themselves a first five? Well, that's it. They're running O'Terry Black and Harry Plummer um, at the moment. And, well, 
I mean, no disrespect to them. They're obviously great footballers in their own right, but you need a good first five if you're going to go deep in the competition. That's right. I mean, every other team has one, um, if not two. Uh, the Hollanders are running a Josh Iwani, who is playing some great code with a Marty Banks set up. Plus, they've got Bryn Gatlin down there. There's three teams that can hold their own. Marty Banks is a good footballer. Marty Banks is a great human being. A great human being. Uh, actually, going to try to get him on the show, I think. Um, I'll leave that to management. Yeah, we'll talk about that later on. Uh, obviously, the Crusaders have got Rich Mwanga. Uh, Brett Cameron, a one-test all-black. He's only played two games for the Crusaders. Three games, maybe, now. Yeah, I think... Did he get on last one Friday night? Uh, I think he did last little bit there. And, obviously, Mitch Hunt. Uh, Kicks drop goals. Kicks drop goals. Loves them. Loves them. Uh, Hurricanes. Roden Barrett. Who else is their team? Uh, don't know they don't need another one yeah you don't need another one you got Bowden. oh obviously you got Geordie as well there that can run the cutter between those two Barrett boys uh, Chiefs don't really have a 10 but they have Damian McKenzie who just runs that shit yeah they got Marty McKenzie running 10 today um, and obviously another good footballer he's a cross college boy as well that's where he cut his teeth hey um, yeah no when, when you don't have an outstanding first five you can make up for that by having a uh, really good fullback and the Blues are just, just struggling on that 10 front yeah they are they are. It's a bit of a shame for the Blues, obviously. Yeah, the old adage is that New Zealand rugby is only strong when Auckland rugby is strong. Oh, well, I mean, Auckland did win the, uh, win the ITM Cup last yeah, year. Yeah, don't, 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 don't talk about that. that. Uh, let's not talk about that. But, yeah, no, if you look at the uh, earlier early results in the competition, um, you know, you sort of your late 90s, early 2000s, the Crusaders went well when they had a good um, first five. I think Andrew Moon's got injured in about their third season, and they ended up sort of well down the table. Mm. I mean, not having a 10 for the Blues... The last thing Leon McDonald needs is more headaches. <laughs> Have one or two in his time. As he was. I actually saw as um Manonu, no, not Manonu, um, another sort of dreadlocked individual of Tano Unonga. He saw that coaching so set up for them because he was actually running water there before. Yeah, I think he's run the assistant role. Right. Um, and yeah, Leon McDonald's just sort of said, mate, stand down, I was a crusader, I know how to win. Yeah, I've won a few more titles, champ. Um I'll take I'll take I'll steer the ship from here. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's probably pretty good having him on the on the track, running water. Um, the Prudent side have actually got a got a radio set up. Um, the Division One side, and it's pretty good, pretty good stuff. But having having the coaches down the end, watching the lines that the boys run, and I've, I've been running um, running the comms with them. <laughs> it was actually quite funny the other week when we first had it. I um, you know running a few substitutions and whatnot. Trying to trying to trying to get the boys sorted out from the bench, and they were looking at me like, "Who are you? Why are you telling us what to do? You're not the coach. Get out of here." They didn't actually realise I was actually getting. Fed the intel from uh, from the big dogs upstairs. I heard you told Eddie what to do, and he just turned around, and looked at you, and said no. He did. He looked at me and told me that he was actually going to go on a first five, and um, he played first five. Well, I couldn't tell him no. Oh. Were you going to tell him? No, no I'm not going to tell him no. He can do what he wants. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. Um, quarter past eleven Sunday morning. What do you got on for the rest of the day, Tim? Oh, bits and bobs, bit of this, bit of that. I'm going to actually go out and. Um, Tidy up the old house. Got some got some tenants moving into the house, so I got a, got a bit of gardening, a bit of tidying up to do around there, and um, get the place looking tidy. So um, it's gonna be a busy old afternoon, especially running a uh, running a bit of dust. What about yourself? No, not a lot. I will head home and just get ready for the working week, mate. Um, yeah, the week ahead. What have you got on? No, just just a big week at work. It's always a big week at work, um, and obviously getting ready for competition games this week. Um, as we head into sponsors day this weekend. And it's going to be another big day down at Prewitton. Yeah, there's quite a bit going on. The, um, the twos are away this week, aren't they? Twos are at home. Twos are at home. Uh, to Banks Peninsula. 
tough side. game for a start. There it is. Real tough game for a start. Uh, Colts are at home to Waihora, and the Div Ones are at home to Saracens. Saracens. Yep. So there's three big games there all going on uh, as Marty McKenzie breaks the line. And, yeah, we're good to see you down there. Get down, support the club. Just come get involved. You know, as we, as we sort of touched on a couple of times, centenary year, uh, the grounds are actually looking very sharp. Great, Nick. Uh, Grimmy's done a great job down there. Everyone's done a great job down there of keeping things spick and span. We've actually done a fair bit of work in the off-season with the uh, club rooms, made it, made it into a place that you would take your wife along to. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's looking great there now, actually. Um, it's looking great. Um, good to see good to see a bit of uh, bit of investment in there, especially for centenary year. Going to be a massive year. We hope to see you. And until next week. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate.